everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show we're breaking up back episodes of the Heartland TV show. And today we were on season 14, episodes four through six. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Michelle is here. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about these ones. Yeah, these were big episodes. Oh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it, but some of the, the biggest production I think they've ever done. Yeah, yeah, this first one is fantastic and I'm really mm-hmm. surprised that it was like one episode it's it you know when I was watching I was like oh is this going to be like a two-part <laughs> episode but yeah uh-huh. maybe they could only afford to do it over the one episode yeah I mean I I think this episode through the smoke it's called episode four mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest episode as far as production that they've ever done yeah the tornado yeah, one sure. would be a close second mm-hmm. There was also the one with um, the, it was like a bus crash with the, the horses, the Olympic horses. Um, the Amy had to get the, like the barbed wire off of the horses. Oh, um, yeah. That, I still don't think that was anywhere near what we got in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to get back to watching Heartland because we had a, a little bit of a break. We pre-recorded a, a whole bunch, so you all haven't had a break, but but we've had a break about three weeks <laughs> yeah it was sort yeah. of strange it's part of my like friday routine as i work half a day and when i come home from work i watch heartland <laughs> so it's sort of weird to, <laughs> to not watch for a few weeks yeah yeah because you don't want to get it too far ahead and then you won't be able to remember yeah, when we're talking I would, have so. to, I would have had to go back and rewatch them <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no way i would have remembered but did you have a good august um, I did, yeah, it was fun. Um, it's just not been my year health-wise, I, I would say, like, mm. especially this summer, it just feels like one thing after another. Yeah. Um, so it's just sort of, I'm taking, you know, the good days when I can. Um, I'm suffering from a twist, like a back spasm um, mm. today, which just sort of came out of nowhere, and I'm just like, what is happening with this summer? I've got nothing. <laughs> I've really done nothing this summer because of I've just been so ill. Um, but yeah, I've got like out to a few things and a few comic cons, and I've got a couple coming up towards the end of the year. So I've got things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good at least. Yeah, well, I had a, a great trip out to mm-hmm. California, out to LA, uh, and I was there for ten days, which is too long. It's too long of a trip. I. <laughs> it had to be but I, I that's a long time to be away mm-hmm. living out of suitcase yeah yeah and it sounded pretty intense like getting everything ready so that you, like the podcast's all ready and yeah that was challenging because yeah, was- I I not only have this but I also have Rachel's reviews and so getting uh-huh. everything ready and getting yeah, everything ready what- for the patrons <laughs> and all that is all took work yeah, it was like a crazy amount of podcasts you recorded before you left. <laughs> yeah, recorded, edited, made the graphics. It all mm-hmm. takes time. But uh, I'm really proud of everything we made. I think uh, some really good stuff came out while I was gone. <laughs> Let's talk about, about Harland. So this episode, Through the Smoke. Mm-hmm. And basically, there was the train crash in the last episode. And now... There's this fire 
and there is a train car that has a that has chlorine chlorine in it and if the fire gets to to that it will cause a huge chemical disaster yeah Uh, so it's a big problem obviously for lou as the mayor they're going to have to evacuate everybody a lot of stuff going on uh so what was your overall thought about this episode um yeah i thought it was excellent um i thought it was a really good you know just like you said in terms of the production was fantastic um, I mm-hmm. thought it was a really, you know, big episode for Amy. Um, you know, a big stage of her grief, you know, was dealt with in this episode. Um, I also think it was probably Lou's best episode since becoming mayor, which, you know, we haven't seen much of her being the mayor, but I was a little concerned. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was good in that regard. Um, yeah, and I would say, like, most of the characters had really fantastic moments throughout this episode. Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably one of the strongest episodes ever in the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just kept going one kind of big set piece after another, whether it was Amy with Amy and Lily with the horses or uh, everything going on with Tim uh, Mm -hmm. and the uh, this tank um, then Lou and Peter and Jack looking for Parker. There's just all of it worked, I think. Yeah. I was sort of surprised um, when the episode started because I just expected this season to be kind of more intimate and smaller just because we are filming. This was the height of, you know, the COVID filming. So, mm. yeah, this was completely unexpected that they were able to to do this and have so many extras on set and, and keep everybody safe. You know, it was quite a big accomplishment. Yeah, and I think that it was a smart move as far as the story of this season because it gets people immediately kind of talking about other stuff besides Ty being gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just trying to be kind of as big as possible so that people aren't as angry. <laughs> I don't know if it worked, but I, I think that was the idea to try yeah, to change the that. subject. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. They have to. It's such a difficult balance to strike because you have to honor the character, you know, that's no longer here. That was such a massive part of everybody's life. Um, but you also have to keep your audience engaged <laughs> and not yeah. have them, you know, they are watching weekly. You know, we are sort of doing this binge watching, so it would probably affect us a little bit more of just seeing constant you know people going through stages of grief and grief and that's you know pretty tough to yeah yeah this gets people talking about other stuff involved Mm -hmm. in other stuff it's trying at least as hard as they can to do that Mm -hmm. so we have this crash and then amy goes to help the horses of course and then lily is there and helps amy and uh, amy says you focus on your job and i'll do mine and basically Amy is very upset about everything that's happening with Howler and trying to get these horses to the Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people say you, you've, you've got to think about Lindy now cause you're all she has. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a big thing for Amy to sort of get her head around. Yeah. Um, that she is, you know, this person's, this little person's, 
you know, she's all she's got now. That's, you know, and I imagine it's bringing up a lot of losing her own mother. Um, so, yeah, it was a big episode for Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then Tim ends up joining them, trying to take the horses to the creek. Um, and uh, Lily gets stuck. Um, and so Amy has to help her. Um, and then they have a moment where Amy says, I know you didn't choose to be away. So she says, she's sorry. Um, and Lily says, I'm angry at how unfair it all is that we lost him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the the main thing is just how unfair all of it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, it's always such a tragedy when a child passes away before the parents. It's always just so sad. Yeah, yeah, it never should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lily talks to Tim and uh, she says she's doing the 12 steps, making amends part. And mm-hmm. she says, you did them too. What do I do next? And she says, I've got to leave Wade. It'll be tough, but you're tough, as tough as they come. So that was a nice moment. Yeah. Because, you know, we're hard on Tim, but he does have his moments. <laughs> moments and I think you know we thought with you know a little bit with Caleb you know if he's easing back and hearing again with Lily he is very sympathetic when it comes to addiction and how it affects people because you know he went through it mm-hmm. um and I think he you know it does him well to be reminded of everything that he's accomplished since coming back yeah so then we also have Parker getting lost. She's trying to find Mickey who got spooked and uh, she gets lost and Jack is searching for her. Um, Finally, he finds her and she insists on getting uh, the horses and helping the horses. Uh, And uh, he, she feels really bad about Mickey. And she says that her parents want to stay as far away from her as possible. She said nobody loves her, which is, which is sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't understand these. We saw it a lot with, with Mallory of just the parents being so happy just to leave the child for such long periods of time. It makes no sense. Right. We, don't even, like, we saw little glimpses of Mallory's parents here and there, but all we've seen is Jade's. Um, and she's even gone from these episodes. So yeah, it seems a little strange that the parents are okay with leaving their child with people that they've never met before. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Jack says, why did I come looking for you? And why was I scared of my wits when I couldn't find you? Mm-hmm. So that was sweet. But yeah, I mean, it's like I've said, that it's, it's similar to with the Cosby show where they were always inventing yeah, they just have to get a kid ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous reasons for uh, for Sandra and Denise to still be at the house because they had to have kids uh, to interact with, and uh, it's the same with this. You know, they have to just come up with these reasons, these convoluted reasons why there has to be this child character. You know, in for Jack, even yeah. though they have Katie. Yeah, um, but I guess they they wanted they wanted Parker. I don't, how do you feel? Do you think Parker's cute? A good addition to the cast. I think they've, they've struck a right a, a, a 
sorry, I think they've struck a very good balance with their being precocious but not over the top. Um, and they've also sort of have her had these sort of different um, interests and different goals um, so that she's not too similar to Mallory, which I think is probably the most, you know, <laughs> the similarities are, are quite striking. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they definitely have given her little differences here and there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with her in the future because it is strange that she is so against horses and riding horses. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if she comes back and when she comes back, that will be something that she's actually open to. Yeah, I mean, she seems to at least have a bond with Mickey. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, she definitely is more like Mallory than she is like Georgie. Yeah, and even Luke, it was, you know, mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd kept Luke. I don't know. I, w- I wish I knew why. There's probably some reason, but uh, I liked him. He was a great character. Uh, but uh, but yes, so we have uh, we have Rick helping Lou with the emergency, and uh, she, he says, you know, your job is to reassure everybody and to help with the uh, help people evacuate the the town. Mm-hmm. Um, they suggest they can use this uh, reciproc- reciprocity cruise uh, from Middleton Oil, but sh- but I guess they're very expensive. Uh, so Rick yeah. doesn't suggest doing that. And uh, Peter finally says, like, You're, we elected you, Mayor, not Rick. Mm-hmm. He's really directing everything. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to sort of see Rick by the end sort of be on Lou's side because I've been, I've been so confused over what his deal is like mm-hmm. why is he so unhelpful when it comes to Lou or passive aggressive mm-hmm. um you know I don't know if it's for comedic effect or I don't know like I'm definitely not picking up on what the intention was there but it was nice by the end to have have him sort of be on Lou's side um as he has a resistant. Um, and it would be good to know if he has sort of jaded over, you know, it seems like he's been doing this job for a long time. Um, and maybe he's become a little bit jaded over time. Yeah, I felt that too. And I I uh wonder how long he's had this job. Because yeah. he seems to know how to do everything with it. Yeah, like, you be the mere buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why didn't you run? Uh, but she worries at first that her initial call for evacuation was too relaxed. Um, and she, but you know, they're worried about like causing panic, but, but I feel like is, can you really be that relaxed when calling for an evacuation? I feel like that's pretty intense on its own. Yeah. And considering like, this would cause you know extreme illness and you know I think they said there would be you know a gas over the whole town it would you know be a catastrophe like Mm -hmm. I think that calls for some urgency yeah I mean and I wasn't sure why they couldn't just move 
the tank mm. away from the fire. That seems like that would be a good, you know what I yeah. mean? A good solution. Yeah. Just get like a forklift or whatever and, and move it. A tow yeah, truck or something. They couldn't actually put out the fire. Like they just didn't have enough, um, enough. Um, right. So that, that's why I'm saying instead of worrying about the fire, move the tank mm-hmm. away from the fire. Yeah. Maybe they should have had somebody, Tim, jump in and suggest that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody how to do it. That, that would make the most sense to me. And then you can take the longer approach to, to, because that seemed to be the biggest problem. And so if you got like a, a tow truck of some kind or a semi that could take that kind of load uh, and just move it. <laughs> Maybe I should be a mayor yeah, of Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter was great in this episode. Very supportive. Kind of ideal uh, ex-husband behavior. I'm very on. like suspicious of what's going on with Peter. Yeah, I kind of um, wondered that. They have to have a hug in this episode. I'm like, are they yeah. trying? Oh my God, if they do it again, I <laughs> they do like, not have to put us through this again. Well, clearly they didn't have Kevin McGarry for very much in this season, mm-hmm. only for a couple episodes. But uh, but yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah i think they're doing it again to us rachel <laughs> no no like i mean we never really liked peter and lou to begin with yeah peter's at his best when he's divorced from lou if only they had kept stay-at-home dad peter that was mm-hmm. the best version of peter we can all agree mm-hmm. yeah and then they had to mess it up they just yeah. can't seem to get loose love life right it just doesn't seem yeah. to ever work. Yeah, and if I'm right, like Kevin McGarry, he's like fully on Wrinkles Heart now, isn't he? At the time of filming this. What's that? Kevin McGarry, he's like fully on Wrinkles Heart around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's busy making like a dozen Hallmark movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was 2019. He was in something like five Christmas movies that year. Mm. It was intense. Uh, but... um. And of course, this was after that, but he produces a lot of content. <laughs> and, uh, then we have, like I said, more between Amy and Lily. Then Amy sees Ty in the distance helping direct her, which I, again, I do appreciate that Graham did the ghost shoots so that he, there could be more closure throughout the whole season uh i th- that's something that a lot of shows don't have and i appreciate that he did that yeah a lot of shows it's just like they're gone and they're you know they have to try and because the actor is unavailable so they can't do flashbacks they can't do all of these things that would mm-hmm. help the audience sort of work through it it is nice that he is still connected with the show in that regard mm-hmm. um and it is nice also like going on to like Amber Marshall's, you know, Instagram stories and seeing that they're still very close. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's still very much connected with the show, which is nice. Yeah. And then we have Jack telling 
Parker, I'll forgive you if you forgive me. It had nothing to do with solar panels. (laughs) (laughs) And says you might, you also might want to clear the air with your parents too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then Amy says, uh, I'm not risking my life anymore. I'm risking Lindy, uh, which is true. I mean, it's just as important as horses are to her it's still not as important as her daughter and she just I think needs to get a little bit of perspective <laughs> yeah yeah I think Amy you know found a cause in this episode and it mm-hmm. gave her a little bit of purpose and it was hard for her to sort of see outside of that so it was nice by the end that she sort of came a little bit full circle there yeah and and uh Jack says uh, you saved those horses today because that's who you are which is true. I mean, that's just who she is as a person. She just can't uh, let a horse go. Yeah, and it is true. If Ty was there, he would have done exactly the same thing. So, Yeah. And, and he says, we need a win every now and then, don't we? That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like I said, Lily talks to Tim about 12 steps making amends and then lily says i've got to leave wade so that is a big step yeah and hopefully she does yeah finally i mean he's the last last we heard from him was him not paying attention to the the advice on the horse remember Mm -hmm. yeah yeah forget which horse that was Was that howler that was howler yeah yeah howler um and so uh yes and then tim says it'll be tough but you're tough as tough as they come and then we get a conversation between amy and lou and she says no good time to admit i've been a terrible sister to you because i i didn't know how to deal with everything and uh, that's when lou tells amy about her engagement to mitch and the thing is, is that I wouldn't think that that would be particularly triggering, you know, that I'm because yes, Amy lost her husband, but I would think something like if she had been left at the altar or something particularly more with weddings or marriage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would be more triggering than, uh, for for amy as far as her grief yeah and i also think it's it doesn't quite work because mitch isn't there so it's not like she's watching to like happily and love people mm-hmm. um, which i would understand that perspective a little bit more um if she found that very difficult to see mm-hmm. um so yeah, i would understand it more if you know mitch was around and it was very much more in her face um yeah i feel like lou's sort of you know she's not helping herself she's sort of making it more of a a thing than it probably actually is or could have been yeah so what would you give this episode one to ten um i would give this a ten i was just a really great episode it really i agree it was a very good episode it kept it kept going it was very exciting uh, there was just no dead time at all in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. 
I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And we have a podcast called One Kiss Means Forever. Do you love made-for-TV rom-coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark-inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? (laughs) If so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. All right. Well, the next episode is called Outsiders, and it's the wild black stallion that Amy rehomed from Will's ranch is brutally forced out of the herd by the new leader, leaving Amy to track down the injured horse and nurse him back to health. So this was a more simple episode than the previous one. Yeah. Which in a way was kind of refreshing. Yeah, it was sort of nice to check in with everybody after such mm-hmm. an intense such an intense episode because, you know, there was a lot of character development there, but um it was nice for things to sort of slow down again. Yeah, we also have this woman Jessica Cook at the Dude Ranch, and she is actually going to be a regular coming mm-hmm. up i noticed that she's in a bunch of episodes so she's not going away yeah yeah she's tim's new love interest mm-hmm. what do you think so she is lose a boss who fired her because she was away so long uh dealing with her mom's passing um, and lou is very angry with her what do you yeah. think yeah yeah i mean I do think that they cast the role really well. Um, I feel like uh, Michelle Nolan has good chemistry with Michelle Morgan. um, Mm -hmm. And she also has good chemistry with Chris Potter. So I feel like they cast it really well, which was probably the key here. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. it it is interesting to sort of see a character that's um, come from the same world as Lou. And for to see how much Lou holds on to that sort of resentment, um, so yeah, it was not, it was a, an interesting plot that sort of worked for me in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she apologizes, and she says, "I'm a little haunted by the cutthroat businesswoman I used to be." Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, though, I kind of understand her point because if Lou was up for a long time I mean you need somebody to be doing that job yeah yeah and it's, you have to sort of think back to those early seasons and she was gone a long time um yeah and sort of no effort to go back um you know she was just constantly finding reasons to stay and whether that was intentional or not you know she clearly just didn't want to go back to New York at a certain point mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah that would have left Jessica no choice yeah. And yeah, we've all seen enough law shows to know that you have to be cutthroat in order to survive in that world. 
Right. Well, we've seen enough Hallmark movies where they need to go yeah, to yeah, this yeah. country. At <laughs> 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 uh, the beginning, we have Amy getting thrown from Spartan uh, because these wild horses are so upset. Yeah. So that was surprising. Yeah, they did such a good job with the, the fight. Mm-hmm. It looked really real. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh. And it made me think back to our interview with Amber, where she was saying that how they have particular horses to, you know, some to buck, some to, you know, mm-hmm. do these different uh, things. And I was just thinking, oh, they got a bucking horse there. <laughs> <laughs> like an expert now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. <laughs> uh-huh. And we get some flashbacks in this episode, like we have with Amy and Ty with the, um, the wild wild horse mm-hmm. uh from season eight on there and uh and then uh we have amy working with this horse boo and she's she lassos boo and treats its his wounds um uh, and they're trying to figure out a problem because uh, because the fire crews were so expensive uh, that they can't have the rodeo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they decide that they want to, to have a fundraising event uh, and they find out that Sam, neighbor Sam, has a baseball, uh, a baseball field in his, in his yard. Mm-hmm. so they ask him if uh they can have the fundraising the charity baseball tournament the thing about this charity baseball tournament they claim that it makes fourteen thousand dollars is i think there what was they not say enough people there for that rachel yeah was, that's yeah. what i was saying <laughs> there was like 30 people there <laughs> and i know that yeah. well, during covid they couldn't have like a huge crowd of people but that number was insane <laughs> yeah there were like a couple money bags people that were (laughs) that you probably could just have had them ask for donation and don't even need to have the event but nevertheless (laughs) the hero always finds a way to save the day (laughs) yeah i mean at least they sort of like donated half well him and, and sam sort of shared the other half Mm-hmm. because yeah if they were like this raised 20 grand i was like yeah no absolutely not <laughs> yeah that's what I thought too. <laughs> uh so we find out that jessica evidently is a pretty good player uh but then mm-hmm. sam comes he plays he hits a home run they uh they win and then they also sam and tim decide to split the shortfall for the rodeo and uh the so everything is funded mm-hmm. yeah i'm curious and, as, as like what they're going to do with sam because they keep sort of bringing him in yeah you know very occasionally so i'm, I'm curious that because he's sort of well known to you know hallmark viewers so they must have a plan for him whether it's you know him to go into business with tim in some way or you know they must have a plan yeah, yeah, it's true. When you get someone like Sean Roberts, mm-hmm. you want to do something with him. But uh, it's too bad they can't make him a love interest for Lou. I would, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> um, but it, but yeah, evidently he's doing still very wealthy. 
even though he evidently had a fairly brief professional baseball career. It, it uh, is very rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and evidently Tim is all of a sudden super rich, even though he lives out of a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has all of his money that he got from Sam for selling the, so he's no excuse to live in that. I think it's just mm-hmm. him or Jack. Also, I wonder why is this rodeo so expensive? I mean, if they raised $14,000 and then there's more of a, of, of a, uh, of a shortfall to cover. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't seem like they would be that expensive. You pay the talent, you give the, the reward, uh, money. I mean, you've got the stadium already there. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was it was damage that was done during the. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Apparently, we mm. don't see the damage either, so we don't know how extensive it is. So. Mm. That's true. And <clears throat> uh, so then Amy uh, is able to keep working with Boo, and she ends up giving Boo to Sam. Uh, and uh, we also have Parker leaving in this episode so i don't know how long she's gone for but um i'm pretty sure she comes back at some point yeah I mean, she's in like the the cast picture for the season so it feels mm-hmm. like she's going to be around more yeah and we get a nice scene between amy and jack and she says grandpa when will i stop dreaming of ty and seeing his face everywhere and uh and he says those dreams will stop haunting you and become a comfort to you. So that is a nice moment. Yeah. So what would you give this episode one to ten? Um, I'd probably give it like a, a seven point five or an eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then the last episode is called The New Normal. A group of wild horses need new homes. Amy must get back to her Miracle Girl roots and host her first horse clinic in over a year. So overall, what do you think of this one? Um, it was interesting. It was nice to sort of see Mitch back. It was nice to see Clint back. Um, so yeah, there was some good moments throughout. Um, again, I'm just very suspicious about what's happening with Peter. <laughs> Like, I'm so on edge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really like um, Jessica in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she's such a well-rounded character and she's a good match for, for Tim. We have a really good dynamic. Yeah, and I wonder what they're doing with this Cooper character because he's in a bunch. Yeah, up. he's in a bunch coming up, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, because I'm 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 not sure if he's supposed to be a love interest for somebody or what we're gonna see with him, but uh, he's yeah, looking my, for horses. Yeah, my suspicion is that Amy's going to end up working at his um, facility. Do you think that he's the new love interest for Amy eventually? Uh, you know, I feel like they might do what some shows have done in the past is sort of introduce characters and just sort of leave them there for a while and then do the sort of love interest thing with people mm-hmm. I feel like they're testing the waters with a few characters 
Um, and I think they are aware that it's way too soon for that. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the time jump and things like that, it is way too soon. So, yeah, I feel like it would be way too soon for them to, like, and this poor guy probably is not having a fun time on social media if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we have these five horses that are pushed out of the herd. So Amy's trying to work with them. And that's was interesting that I guess that's a phenomenon that happens with this wild. Yeah, because you imagine that the herd keeps growing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense that, you know, the older ones would eventually sort of be pushed out or the younger ones. Um, yeah, it is interesting that the herd has gotten so big that five are pushed out mm-hmm. and the herd is still kind of big. Yeah, and it's almost like they've become a bit of a pest, just a little, like the way at the beginning when Tim has there by his trailer and he's like, shoo, shoo, shoo away. Yeah. Yeah, so. it feels like it's it's a, it's a big job that Amy sort of took on. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just a herd of horses, you know, on our land. It's, you know, this could happen again in like five years of like a bunch more horses get pushed out as the herd keeps growing. Yeah. And so they decide they need to do a clinic and, uh, Amy is nervous about that. Uh, and Jack says to me, you're my Amy to them. You're the miracle girl. Forget about the people, the horses, they need you. So, uh, that is, it's interesting because I feel like I mean, you have people at the clinic that are all talking to so sad what happened to her and everything and I feel like most people would probably not say that like within earshot not within earshot <laughs> <laughs> definitely not um, I guess and it would have been you know I think a more sort of creative choice or a more sort of artistic choice to have it all be in Amy's head of the voices all being in Amy's head as opposed to people actually seeing things you know right next to her within earshot Mm-hmm. yeah well so mitch talks to lou and about uh they talk about wedding decisions and he's like i don't really care you do what you like and she's freaking out about that because that's what he did with maya when the wedding didn't happen but i genuinely think that most guys don't care about yeah they want to know when yeah. to show up like they're just like it's a party a party's a party and they might have like a few little things that they might want like a particular kind of cake or something like that or maybe a particular tux that they want over another one but for the most part at least the guys that I know they do not care about that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah yeah just uh, yeah I do feel like it is just a case of him you know like you say just wanting to know where to be at what time Mm -hmm. yeah and especially actually if things didn't work out with with the wedding with Maya he might be even less inclined to be involved Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah I'm just a little bit like how is this going to work because they clearly can't have Kevin McGarry on the show as much as they have had yeah it's yeah. hard to have that not kind of affect it because I'm pretty sure he's not on the next season. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that things aren't going to end 
end well for Lou and Mitch. Yeah, yeah, and they can't just have him on, you know, a screen on a phone or a laptop all season. It just can't. It just can't happen like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also have Fred Garland. He calls and they want Jack to come to grocery convention. And if you remember, if you remember Fred, this grocery convention must be like the best day of his life. Yeah, yeah, he's like loving for this. Yeah, he's probably created this whole thing just so he could have a convention. Yeah, and Lisa is like loving it, loving the hotel, yeah. and Jack yeah, and is just. Did so grumpy yeah <laughs> i'm i'm with lisa i love a hotel yeah a fancy i love a hotel. hotel even yeah. if it's not a fancy hotel i like a hotel yeah <laughs> me too uh <laughs> it was fun i'm trying to remember which one that um one of the recent hallmark movies journey ahead had uh lisa on there yeah yeah which was fun um, that was so fun um it's so funny to see her outside of the of the heartland world even though she's been yeah. in so many she's been in so many of these movies so when i you know randomly watch one on tv and she shows up and i'm just like oh my god lisa like in my <laughs> head she's just lisa at this point yeah just christine but yeah. uh but yeah it was it, i i have the same thing because i don't feel like she has that many but like enough that you see her and you're like oh my gosh that's heartland (laughs) uh so they have the clinic and this horse shadow is difficult in the clinic uh it's nervous and uh it's disappointing for amy she calls it off and then lou and amy have a big fight yeah, I'm not loving this sort of ongoing thing between Lou and Amy because it doesn't feel like you say, it doesn't feel very sort of authentic. It doesn't feel like it should be as big of an issue as it is. Um, I really yeah. hope that this is the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it just makes Lou feel more unlikable and that's something we don't need more of Lou being unlikable. <laughs> she needs more likable scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because and... like she's making uh, such a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Amy says that you're not being real, you're not being normal. Uh, and uh, you know, life isn't fair, but it's the only one we've got. And... Yeah. And I think we're to understand that. Lou wasn't super there for Amy during, you know, the loss of Ty. You know that they couldn't, she couldn't really talk to Amy about it. Mm-hmm. That she just sort of focused on her new job and being the mayor. Um, so yeah, it's understandable yeah. that Amy is holding on to a little bit of resentment there. But yeah, still, it's a storyline that I hope is, has ended with this episode because it's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, Caleb, though, is just the best in this episode. He's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) He's got his kid, which I forget the name. Carson, I think. Yeah, Carson. Carson, yeah. Uh, And so he's got his baby. And then uh, he's watching Lindy and Katie. And uh, they're just, he's just super cute with the kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it sounds like he's having to sort of step up and be a bit of a, a stay-at-home dad while yeah. he's gotten a promotion, it sounds like. So, yeah, it's, it really suits him as well. Well, it makes and sense really because like... with Ty gone, she's going to mm-hmm. be taking over more of the load. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so good. And his scenes with Peter were really great as well. Yeah. So I was going to say that in the, he says, nothing seems to bug you. And Peter kind of laughs and he's like, parenting is a lesson in patience, <laughs> <laughs> which is very true. And then I think it's Jack. He says, you're a good dad because you're trying and that's all that mm-hmm. matters. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there, there was a movie out this year I think it's I want you back I don't know if you got to see it yet uh and there's this friendship that develops between Jenny Slate's character and this little boy that she's helping out with the school play and uh she basically tells him she's like here's the thing about it grown-ups he's <laughs> just like we're just making it up every day mm-hmm. Which yeah. is true. I, you, when you're a kid, you think that your parents know everything and that they have it all figured out, and uh, and you you slowly start to realize, nope, they have no idea what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. I think we all get that point at life. Like, yeah, your parents have the answer to everything, and then you get a bit older and you realize that they're just people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just yeah. people. They don't have the answers to everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially when you realize that oh my gosh, they're the same. They, they were parents the same age as I am now, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, how's that possible? But, um, we're all just trying the best that we can. Uh, and, uh, Lisa has a conversation with Jack, uh, because he's all like being friendly and flirty and whatever with the people at the hotel, she says, why do strangers get the happy Jack? And he says, it's easy to be happy when you're playing a part. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he says, she says, it's not sustainable to be the rock all the time. And, uh, and that is true that, that there are certain people, I think in every family that are kind of the rocks that everybody kind of leans on. And mm-hmm. you always sort of worry that, okay, are we, are we overdoing it? Do they, are we, is it going to, is it going to pop? Like every, you can only do that so long. Yeah, that's true. And it must be so hard for Jack because he's so, every time he's in Heartland, like Ty's memory is so entrenched in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was affected by his death. You know, for everybody, it was, you know, the loss of a husband, the loss of a brother, the loss of a son, the loss of a friend. So yeah it's mm-hmm. it must be so hard for jack because again yeah he is the person that everybody goes to for answers yeah uh, and amy says i caught myself laughing today for one second i forgot about all the hard stuff and i didn't think about ty and i feel guilty about that and jack says don't take anything for granted enjoy every single moment ty would want that you're allowed to be happy mm-hmm. so That'll bring on the feels right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have Katie not liking Mitch. This feels so random. Because <laughs> she loved Mitch a couple of seasons ago. 
Yeah. And uh, she's, it was a brutal moment when she says, Kate, she says, dads don't always stick around. Lindy doesn't have a dad. You need to promise me you won't go away. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds, I feel like that's brutal. Sort of, yeah. It's brutal. I also feel like they use that, use Mitch to sort of get to that moment, um, which is fine. Um, because, yeah, it must be hard for a child to sort of understand, you know ties death and yeah how that's affected everyone well and also i feel like it's unusual for a family uh mm-hmm. to have so much contact between ex-spouses i, I mean you yeah. should be civil and kind and supportive mm-hmm. uh but he's over there a lot yeah this is the most we've seen of peter in such <laughs> a long time which again raises my like suspicions <laughs> Which would make, which would be conflicting for Katie. Yeah. To be seeing her dad so much with her mom. It's also conflicting of like when they were married that he was never there. Yeah. And that's why their marriage didn't work. He like, they're divorced and he's constantly there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Cooper wants all five of the wild horses and he wants to work with Amy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That is my yeah. suspicion as well. Sort of that'll get her back into horse work working at this. Because they don't have the, the wildlife reserve anymore, so it would make sense that they have like a different facility. Right. And then Tim and Jack, they say we are getting our Amy back. So that was very sweet. hmm hmm So what would you give this episode one to ten? Um, yeah, again, I would say this is a really solid episode. Um, so yeah, 7.5 for me. Yeah, I think I like it a little better than the last one. So I'd probably give it an eight, I think. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Well, let us know what you think of these three episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And Michelle, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so check that out. Make sure you check out our Heartland playlist where we have all of our interviews with Amber Marshall, with River, uh, with uh, with Carrie, who plays Caleb. We've got all those interviews, Michelle Morgan. Uh, and so definitely take a listen to those, uh, to those interviews and our other episodes and recaps. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you could, if you are listening on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. Check that out. And uh, thanks everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.